The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite adult star, the Lord of the Cock Rings, hey. Magic, Magic Montana. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Magic? Yes, of course. This has been a long time coming, listeners. I chatted with Magic about an interview. It's been a moment. Let's just say that. I feel like at least like a year and a half or something like that. Like it's been a minute. It's been a little bit longer than that. Damn. Yeah, but as I told the listeners when I did my first interview back, you know, I, I took a hiatus and the hiatus went a little bit longer than anticipated, <laughs> but I did not forget about you, Mr. Magic at yeah, all, man. because you know, I got to say magic. this, I'm going to say this. I don't think I've said this to you, uh, but maybe I have, I can't remember. We chatted a, a lot in the beginning uh, via DM when we were talking about potentially doing an interview, but in my opinion, and I know that you've been doing some work with some of the major studios and that kind of stuff, but I feel like the industry is sleeping on you. Man, look, it's me too, for one. I <laughs> I fucking agree wholeheartedly. But um, you know, I guess in a, a space of humility, it's like it's it's not up to me to decide, you know how hot I am, I guess that's up for the people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and at at the same time, I I get it. I may not fit, you know, certain, uh, the the looks that they might need or the looks that they might want at the time. I've heard some, some real interesting shit based off of why some of, you know, more of the mainstream bookings aren't there, but you know, it is what it is, bro. Like I just, I, I don't complain over what I don't have. I just, you know, enjoy what I do have, man. But I will say, I do think they fucking sleeping. But, you know. Yeah, I think they need to, I need to shake them awake. And hopefully yeah. the interview and all that kind of stuff helps. Um, I mean, you already have a fantastic fan base. So, I mean, you know, it's not yeah. like you're lacking. But uh, a little extra work is always good, especially with the big studios. Always. And always. I feel like they need to wake up and put the spotlight on magic Montana. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. You're welcome. Putting it out there so that hopefully it ends up happening. Uh, And listeners, if if you have no idea who the magic man is, you'll find out throughout this interview. And, and trust me, you're going to want to check out his content. So uh, as we start things off, uh, let's get some of your physical stats out of the way first. What's your height and weight? Uh, shit, the weight is <laughs> the funny part. I am six feet, uh, five. Uh, well, last time I went to the doctor, which is I was in fucking uh, senior in high school, I was five, eleven and three fourths barefoot. So if I put a pair of shoes on, I'm fucking six feet. Um, 
weight, I think I'm about uh close close to 200 now. I think I've uh gained a little gained a little good love weight, that's what I call it, you know, when you get comfortable, getting comfortable in your groove, put on a few pounds. So I'm 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 about 201 now, I believe last time I checked. So about six feet, 200, man. Solid. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. What's your ethnic background? Uh, uh, mostly, mostly African-American or black, but my grandfather was Puerto Rican. So that plays a, a hefty part. So I always say black and Puerto Rican. I'm a bit of a bit of a mutt with some other stuff too, but those are the most predominant things in there. And how old are you? I just hit 33 this year, man, this past August. Just hit my, my Scotty Pippen year. So 33, 33 That's years so. young. Awesome. So let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you from originally? Originally from Chicago, Illinois. Chi-town. Yeah. That's, what's up. That's where y'all have those uh, casseroles that y'all call pizzas, right? Yeah, man. A real, you mean real pizza? Yeah, that's, that's the, Yeah, the casseroles, right? That's a, a real slice of pizza, brother. <laughs> the, the, the casserole. You know, you put a casserole uh, in the hey, oven. The, Itali- the Italians call it a pizza pie. Oh, we okay. live, oh we, pie. We stay true to that shit. It, it is definitely basically a, a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple friends from Chicago, and one really gets very particular when I start calling it a casserole. <laughs> So it, it, it's it's all in jest, Chicagoans. If you're listening, I'm just you know that's it's, the it's first time I've actually heard that. That's that's funny as hell, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Oh, she gets very, very. She gets very protective of her deep dish pizza, which you know what I you know props to the deep dish. So tell it's, me a little bit about the only way to eat it. It's the oh, best okay. way. All right. I I'm trusting you. Uh, what was life <laughs> like for you growing up? Um shit uh how much time we got it was i i would say i had what i would like to call the best of both worlds you know what i'm saying i'm not sure how familiar people are with chicago's culture um chicago has a heavy uh well first of all let me get this out the way i grew up spoiled as fuck very privileged had everything i ever wanted all the advantages all that shit both uh, both parents like vacations every year. I used to bake. My first vacation was to fucking Cancun, Mexico. I learned how to speak Spanish in Mexico. So just to give, you know, uh, a little background on that. But uh, my father passed away when I was in seventh grade. Shit changed after that a little bit uh, around high school. And we have a we have a very strong gang culture in chicago so it was it was kind of a mixture of that like i had i was blessed with a big family so i had you know multiple brothers and sisters i'm like one of the middle children you know some people have a middle child i'm like one of the middle children i have several i have older brothers and older older brothers sisters and younger brothers and sisters so it was like a small tribe of us so i could be completely you know family oriented like a I have a, a tribe of my family members in the house and then I can go outside and I have a group of friends outside the house but I think uh having that that strong family background and that big tribe of family members 
stopped a lot of like the peer pressures and shit that a lot of other kids or a lot of young, you know, teenagers, people period go through, you know what I'm saying? They don't have that strong family unit. They're not tight knit. They don't have the, you know, the layers, the, the hierarchy, if you will, inside the house. So they look for that shit outside. I was blessed to have it in the house. So it kind of steered me away from a lot of peer pressures and shit. So I kind of like to, to sum it up. My childhood was off the chain. My shit was lit. Like I said, I got everything I fucking ever wanted for Christmas. Even when, if I did what I was supposed to in school, even when I didn't do what I was supposed to do in school, uh, I still got pretty much everything I wanted. But it was just, it, it was the perfect uh, duality. It's like you get everything you want in the house, you spoiled, you know privilege, but you also go outside and this shit is dangerous, bro. So you you learn how to act accordingly, you know, both places. You know what I'm saying? So growing up was i wouldn't trade my childhood or anything about it for nothing for real for real. it made me everything i am today and i you know i'm pretty cool with the way i turned out so uh, let's get into what was going on with your life prior to joining the adult in- industry hmm. well uh, a lot of people well who know me from the adult industry may not know uh, i was a photographer well, I will say I am a photographer because you never forget that shit. You never forget the skills. Um, I was a, I was doing photography for about 10 years, actually. I was about 10, 11 years in, and I was doing uh, I was doing eye candy. You know, I was doing, like, the men's magazine, the black men's magazine. I did – I've been – what's crazy is I was known and more popular as a photographer – than as an adult entertainer for a long time uh like i've been published nationally internationally and damn near every magazine i think the only one i didn't do is like playboy and i and maxim yeah like those were the two only the only two magazines that i didn't get in that i was like fuck if i could just get in those two like those were the the seat or not the ceiling, but those were like the would be the crown jewel. But I've been published in a bunch of fucking magazines and, you know, shot advertisements and billboards and all types of stuff. So that was like my legit career path um, for, like I said, the, oh, a little over a decade. So that's what people know me from. Well, they, they know me by a different name, <laughs> but that was where. For real, I kind of got my one my toe in the pond into the adult industry other than of course being a fucking guy and watching porn damn near my whole life and thinking you know what one day i could do that just like every other dude thinks okay so you did have you know the little teeny tiny thought in your mind of like hmm as you watch porn you're like you could do that oh there was no teeny tiny about it <laughs> okay you knew that I was shit like, like yo this is it right here. Like, this is that shit. Like, I, I, I could, if I could got the chance to do this, I am pulling the fucking trigger. All right. Like, well, so, well, clearly yeah. you pulled the trigger. You were doing a different kind of magic with the photography. And then yeah. you decided to jump into the industry to make the kind of magic you're doing now. So, okay. How did you make the transition? Cause you're doing all of this mainstream work, you know, I'm going to assume you're making good money, you're happy, you're living the life, 10, 11 years, as you said, you know, chasing the dream, maybe of Maxim and, and, uh, and Playboy. 
But yeah. how, how do you transition into adult work? Where did that opportunity come from? Was it an opportunity that you made? Or was it one that sort of came your way and you just couldn't, could not not take advantage of it? Okay, so it's, it's actually like a funny story, believe it or not. Uh, I had a, a an ex-girlfriend who got invited to do, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dancing Bear. Yes, I remember okay. the website, yes. It was very yeah. popular for a hot second. Yeah, so she got invited to be an extra on Dancing Bear. And if you've never seen, a, <laughs> for the people out there who've never seen a fucking Dancing Bear episode, it's like, I guess you picture a bachelor party, 20, like, 15 to 20, maybe 30 fucking women all in a room cheering on a stripper in a, in a bear costume, like in a teddy bear costume. And the motherfucker's taking clothes off. And randomly, some of the girls in the crowd just participate. Like, they might suck a dick. They might get fucked. Like, it's just, and it looks real weird and random. You know what I'm saying? And this shit was popping at the time. So, um, I hate to say it, my ex was a little naive or a lot of bit naive, to be honest, at this time, because we were like, what, 19 and shit, fucking kids. And she got the, the uh, you know, the invite, and I'm like, oh, fuck no, I'm going with her to this meeting, because I'll be damned if they finesse her out the draws, and I look out, I look on fucking Bang Bros, and my girlfriend is sucking a dancing bear's dick, and she just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, nah, I have to be present for this meeting to make sure that this shit goes proper. So I go, and they they fucking hit me with some Jedi mind trick shit and they like so they ask her like how are you you know how would you feel about doing a scene because at this point her role was to not do anything sexual she's just going to be there you know cheering and clapping on the other girls who are I didn't know how porn worked I didn't know that all of the girls who were picked to actually do the sex acts were you know female talent and they were getting paid to do that shit I thought it was really random the way it looked so, you know, they're like, no, she's just going to be an extra. She's just going to you know, be there for the first half of the scene. She don't even got to be there. But then how would you feel about her doing the scene? And I'm like, fuck that. No. And they was like, well, what about you? How about you do a scene for us? And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, at the time, I declined, which is the funniest part. You know, like I, as, as gung-ho as I was about doing porn, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's, ah. I, they they put me on the spot and I folded. I'm not going to lie. I was like, no, nah, I'm probably not going to do it because it's like I'm in a relationship. It's going to get fucking weird. No, nah, I'm not going. We, we're not going to travel down this path. It's only going to end in fucking destruction. So, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and say thanks, but no thanks. Fast forward, we broke the fuck up. Me and the girl had a, you know, we broke up badly. And I responded to a fucking Craigslist ad, believe it or not. This is back when Craigslist was doing stuff like this. A Craigslist ad and needing, you know, the need male talent for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I could still do this shit. If that offer is still on the table. Sent my nudes in to some fucking strange email address the whole night. And it was a real person. It was an actual booking agent. And shit, a few weeks later, I'm on Bang Bros. It, it it was the weirdest shit ever, bro. Like, or not weird, but it was just like lightning in a bottle. Like, I, when people ask me, I get DMs all the time, and people ask me, like, man, how can I get in the industry? How can I, how did you do it? I'm like, bro, there's no way you're going to do it the way I did it, because that shit was a shot in the dark. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I still can't believe I got the opportunity that I got the way that I got it. You know, it, it was, it was nuts. So that, that's how I got my first, that's how I got my toe in the pond, man. That was my first experience for real. Or my first, that was the first time I had gotten paid to have sex on camera. And that's where it came from. An old ex and, <laughs> and a Craigslist ad. <laughs> That is crazy. Good grief. So, okay, let's talk about that first time on set. Yeah. Your first shoot, you said it was for Bang Bros. What was that scene like? What was that experience like for you? Someone who, you know, you were like, I can do this. And then, you know, you had your chance. As you said, you folded. But then once you were single... And you're like, let me try this shit. You're now doing it. What was it like for you the first time on set? And was it a normal bang bro scene? When I say normal, I mean, you know, just like a, like a normal sex scene versus, you know, because they do some stuff sometimes in public. They do some stuff, uh, you know, clearly the bang bus. Was it a typical bang bro scene or was it a little bit more of the sort of like the outlandish bang bro stuff? Okay, so the crazy part is that day I was supposed to be like an extra, believe it or not. Like the it was a uh, it was if you are you familiar with the Bang Bus? Yes. They have a new thing. Or at the time it was new. This was some years ago. So at the time they had this thing called the Reverse Bus, to where you know if you you know everybody who knows about the Bang Bus is you know guys ride around in a fucking van, pick some girl up off the side of the road smash give us a, you know promise us some money or a ride smash kick out of the bus boom so the reverse bus is the exact opposite it's the girls who ride around in the van fuck the dudes kick them out mm-hmm. yeah now there were supposed to be three male talents that day uh two of which were supposed to do um i think one guy was supposed to pussy out another guy was supposed to do the blow job and then the other guy was supposed to you know do the full scene i believe i was the blow job guy i was the second guy on that list so i was only supposed to do like half a scene that day so we get there and one of the guys cancels the second guy his fucking ids are invalid so that leaves just me so it's like, okay, now I'm the one doing the full scene. So they pretty much scrapped the whole reverse bus idea and it like ru- just basically freestyled some on the spot where it's like, okay, well, y'all are uh on a Twitter contest. Y'all got lucky to meet your favorite porn star at a Twitter contest and go. <laughs> so it was like, oh shit. And we ended up um it it became just a I guess a one on one scene. So it started out I was prepared for some whole other shit, and once again thrust it into the spotlight. And this time I didn't fold. I was like, "Fuck that! This this is supposed to happen." Then I gotta I gotta get this right. So it it, it was pretty crazy how that day worked out. Yeah, I believe it. Good grief, that is awesome. You go like, from yeah. just you were just gonna get a blowjob to being the co-headliner of the scene. Yeah. That it is it was crazy. I that's all I try to tell people like yo my story is is hard to duplicate because it was a lot of things that just fucking worked out in my favor by showing up by you know. Mhm. So like that that was that was it. 
So in total, how long have you been in the business? Oh, I believe two, so it was 2018. Okay. So then we chatted very shortly into your career in the business. Yeah. Into okay. my, you know, into like the whole, my actual, I hit the ground running, getting paid for scenes. Before that, like, you know, I was making the home movies. I don't even know before. If people don't know, right? Before OnlyFans, there was a website called ConnectPal. I don't know if people remember ConnectPal. Yes, ConnectPal. Yeah, I was, you know, I had a, a, a ex-girlfriend at this time who was a, was an actual porn star at this time. Like, I dated a porn star who, if I said the name, everybody would fucking know. Well, most people would know who that is. And me and her were just making our little home movies and we would travel and do stuff like that. But when I started like really, you know, getting 10 toes deep, it was, yeah, it was about 2018 when I, when I started doing the, the bang bros and all of that good stuff. Very cool. So the name magic Montana, fantastic name. Uh, I love an alliteration. So, so the, you know, magic <laughs> Montana, it's, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It works. I mean, you could do so much with it. I mean, the magic hour, the magic man. I mean, there's so much you could do with it. It's fantastic. And I love the spelling. It's a little Marvel ish. I don't know if mm. you're a Marvel fan. I am huge, okay. a huge Marvel fan. Yes. So uh, it, it's, it's really good. So I have to ask, and I always ask performers this, but I'm really interested, especially because your name is dope as fuck. How did you come up with your poor name? Where did this name come from? Believe it or not, that name was given to me. Well, the magic part was given to me by the, the porn star girlfriend. Like she, she actually came up with that name. Now the last, the Montana part is equally stupid <laughs> as, you know, so much of the other things that I do. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Well, you should be French Montana is a rapper, right? Yes. And he always yells his name out in a stupid ass way. And I had the dumb idea one day because at first when I was making my content, I was just going by the magic show, you know, just playing off of, like it's a magic show. So I never, I didn't have a name. It was just magic. And I was, my Twitter name, everything was the magic show, the magic show. And I was like, okay, you know what? I need a name because I can't get booked under the magic show. That sounds stupid. That sounds like a whole nother thing other than an actual person. So I was like, okay, I need to come up with a name. So I came up with the idea. It's like, all right, I'm just going to change my name every so often, like change the last name. I'm going to replace it with another M name every month or so or whenever i get tired of my uh, the first name i was like okay the first one i'm gonna go with is montana because it sounded funny to me just to yell montana like it just was funny and then that shit stuck and it was like oh well i guess i'm magic montana now this shit is out here everybody this is the name that people know me by and if i change it i think i'm gonna lose some people so fuck it i'm rocking with this one and that that's really where it came from it's like it started out as like a joke to myself and then there you go <laughs> Magic Montana is born. <laughs> yes, good grief. Uh, first of all, good choice. <laughs> Second of all, while maybe brilliant in your mind, that would have been so horrible had you changed your name every single month. Just because yeah. you know you need you need the name, you need the brand. And there yeah. are performers that seem to change their name after every couple of years. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Especially in the age of social media. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you develop the fan base. You need to keep the name that you become popular with, period. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you have to pick a good name because if not, you're stuck. It's very hard to rebrand, and then it becomes incredibly confusing for the fans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been. I'm glad I didn't do that shit because in my head, it was like, bro, I'm not about to blow up doing this shit for real. Like, I, it was kind of one of those things. Where it's like, I got to say that I did it so I can scratch it off the bucket list. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, people think or they question themselves on, like, how would they do it if they could? What would they do if they got the opportunity? And it's like, I actually did. I'm, like, I'm on bangbros.com. I'm on Reality King. Yeah. It's, it's happened. It's a, This is a thing. Like, so it, it was like, no more what if. If, if they would have stopped right after that, I would have got to say I did that shit one time. I got paid to do porn one time, and this is how it went. So I'm good. Like, I'm I'm happy about it. I didn't think that I would be, you know, <laughs> millions of views in and traveling the fucking world doing this shit like this. That wasn't the goal. <laughs> Remember, I was I, I was a photographer, and I had a nine-to-five. Like, that's what I was I was on some other shit. So it was just like when it started taking off, it was like, well, damn, now I kind of got to keep this name because I am now looking at it like, well, what about a brand? I can't just change now. It's too late for that shit. So Magic Montana, it is. So I'm so glad I didn't do that shit. You are so right. Definitely, man. Yes. And uh, I will say this. I do remember following the Magic show. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We have been connected for a moment, and your star <laughs> has risen immensely in that moment. So, okay, so, okay, we've talked about the first day on set. We've talked about your porn name. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Believe it or not, um, I'm, well, a lot of people don't know, of course, from me being a photographer, I was a, I went to film school. Like I actually wanted to direct and write and produce movies and music videos mainly. That was my shit, but also, you know, films. So my favorite part about, uh, starting in the film is actually the finished product, believe it or not. Like a lot of people get wrapped up in the actual acts of it. You get me like the the actual sex part. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, of course, that shit is fun, but I get more excited about how it's going to look when it's done. Like, I am ex- I think about it like an actual movie, like, oh, this is going to be a fire part of this movie. Like, this is going to be a great peak or a great moment or, you know what I'm saying? That's what I think about. Like, I get excited about shit like that. So I can't, I can kind of feel it when it's happening on set. You know, like sometimes you kind of imagine like, man, this angle probably looks amazing of what I'm doing right now, because you can't see the same way the camera sees. It's like, you know, if I'm fucking in doggy style, like, and the cameraman is up under my nuts, look, it's like that angle. I can't see that shit, but I bet you when I do see it and the people watching it, they gonna love this shit. That's the, the part that gets me hyped up for real. And then, like, it comes through in the performance as well. It's like, when I feel like this shit looks good and, the like, the it's, it's gonna produce something fire, like, that gasses me up. That Like, that's my favorite part. Like, a lot of people hate editing. I like editing for that reason because, like, now I can finally see what I was actually doing and how it's going to translate. So that's my shit. 
So as a performer, when you're on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Um, I'm, I'm big on energy. I'm big on, you know, I like the vibe, of course, aside from the physical shit, like I'm a dude, I like big asses, big titties. I like the idea that I'm doing this shit like it's insane. But more than anything, I like I like the energy. I like the intent behind a scene. You get what I'm saying? Like I always I actually said this shit on Twitter. It's like me working with somebody in my mind is like two superheroes in a scene together like you you kind of get the the idea of like what would it be like if fucking wonder woman fought the hawk or if if what if spider-man fought you know superman or some shit like that like i want to see these two people be the best version of themselves or these two heroes do all of their hero shit like so it was it's crazy that you said you know it's very marvel like i'm a superhero fucking fanatic so it's like I, i i think about it that way so if I get to work with somebody who's known for being an oralist and she's, you know, I'm known for the curve in certain positions. Like I, I get excited about seeing how those two match up together. Like it's, it's real mental with me for the most part, because the physical part is going to play out. If the vibe is there, like if the energy is there, the physical shit is going to be super fucking easy. But those are the things that like turn me on about a scene, like somebody who's excited to work with me and I'm excited to work with them. It's always great like the shit that turns me off though is like although i get it i hate it when it feels like work mm-hmm. which in a in a sense like i understand like it is because i know i've had the days where i'm just like all right man look y'all need this scene to be how long you need how many positions okay let's do this shit so i can go home like i'm I'm ready to go home i'm tired i i'm hungry i haven't eaten today <laughs> so it's it's very much like that too but when it feels like work, that's when it's like the least exciting. You know, I'll say that. But as far as a turn off, like, yeah, you got to have a if whoever I'm worked with working with has a, you know, let's say a pretty fucked up attitude. then it's automatically like, oh, OK, let's hurry up and get this shit over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand like high maintenance people mm-hmm. like, <laughs> irritating. I hate the, the the number one thing that I, I would say, I wouldn't say like turns me off, but kind of like halts the energy is I hate the breaks. That's another thing that that may be a reason why you don't see me in as many um, main stream scenes, if you will, because they require a lot of breaks. I don't know if people know that. Like, yeah, bang bros, like a lot of bro. It, it's, it's crazy. The amount of breaks that you take, like you think, that like a scene they say the sweet spot for a scene is like 23 minutes but we were filming for six hours to get those 23 minutes we were on set for four at least four hours to get those 23 minutes from the call time to make up hair lighting positioning going through the same like you don't have any dialogue in the fucking scene oh my god you're going to be filming like it's a it's a legit six to eight hour work day you know what i mean that shit kills my that shit kills the vibe like, but that that's like my least favorite thing. Of course, this shit like hygiene and stuff like that. Like, hi, I, okay, so we're gonna scrap all that. Hygiene is the number one. Hygiene is the number one killer. <laughs> that's the number one turn off. Bad hygiene. If shit is not where it's supposed to be, or it's not smelling how it's supposed to smell, or looking how it's supposed to look. Then it's like, mm-mm, 
You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. So, okay. So we, you mentioned, I should say, that uh, as a performer, you know, one of your most favorite things is actually editing the scene. You know, you like the finished product. You like seeing, you know, exactly how it looked in your mind and that sort of thing. So my question for you is... Uh, what is your favorite sexual position to express on camera? You know, what is the position that when it's filmed and you're editing it and you're looking at it, you're like, that looks good? Um, b- believe it or not, uh, blowjobs, BJs. Like, that's that's always my favorite thing to see when it gets played back. Like I'm, I'm an ass lover. I love like my favorite position to do in my in real life is missionary, but in my like on camera, nothing beats like a good blowjob for real, for real. Like that shit is always a winner to me. Like that's always my favorite part of the video. Like no matter what, <laughs> like a good BJ, that shit always wins every time. But I guess like like I said, my favorite position to do for real is is missionary. But that blowjob is crazy, bro. Like a good blowjob is is undefeated. How would you describe your fuck style? If somebody's listening right now and for whatever reason they haven't seen one of your scenes before, how would you describe your style of fucking? Um, I would say it's intense. Like, and that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean fast. That doesn't mean hard. That does it means intense. Whatever I'm doing to, you know, with the partner that I'm working with or, you know, that the whole goal is to give a pleasure overload. That's the whole point. I I want the people that I'm working with to feel so much pleasure they damn near can't take it. That's the goal. And I want that to come across in my scenes. So, like, my style is intense. That's That's what I would say. So far, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? I'm not necessarily looking for like a top list or anything like that, but just who have been some of the performers that you've worked with that uh, have been incredibly memorable, that have been some of your faves? Um, I would say Marley Moore, a.k.a. Marley the Booty. Like Marley is one of the favorites. Uh, Stacy Bad. Well, they, you know, they know her on Twitter as the St- Stacy the Soul Snatcher. <laughs> it's just Soul Snatcher, just Soul Snatcher. That's what she goes by. But the actual name is Stacy Bad. Um, Maria Bose or Bose. I love, I love uh, working with her is always a fucking blast. Um, shit, Brianna Moore, which is another Brianna Kahlo. It's a, a few Briannas. But um, it's it's quite a few of them. But I think those are some of the ones off the top of my head. Oh, and uh, Mother Phoenix. That's another one off the top of my head. That is like every time we get together, it always comes out fire. Like every time. Who haven't you worked with yet that Shit. you would like to do a scene with? That list is very, how much time do you have? Because that that list is that's a that's a that's a scroll. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people. Um, like a lot of the people, like at the top of that list, though, are like probably retired. To be honest, are 
ones who the opportunity wouldn't arise because they're no longer active. But at the top of the list, it would have been Roxy Reynolds. Roxy Reynolds would have been the one person if I got the chance. It's like, if I work with Roxy, oh, I'm done. I, I can retire now. I'm good. That's a one and done. If I if I get Roxy Reynolds on the list, then y'all don't have to see me ever again. I can do that one and go home. So, um, but it's it's quite a few, to be honest. Um, shit. I'm trying to think of uh I guess a, a modified list, but I see people on fucking Instagram and Twitter like every damn near every day where it'd be like, you know what? That would be amazing to work with them. Like Jim the Jewel is one that I will work with. Um, shit, I think I would do some great things with Miss B Nasty. I, I'm not sure if people are familiar with her. Um, well, they should be. She's like the most popular one of us, period. But yeah, it, it's a it's it's quite a few, man. It's a lot of those that I would love to work with for real, for real. I and that's and it's not even like. The, I try to stay away from naming the the mainstream because who the fuck wouldn't want to work with Angela White? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like who wouldn't want to work with Cherokee? Who wouldn't want to work with you know Pinky? Who like these are like goats in my opinion to where they like yeah every that's on everybody's fucking top five list. You get what I'm saying? But it's it's a lot, bro. Like it's a lot of people. I'm like I just know that if I worked with this person, it would be fucking fire. Like everything about it would be fire. But another a more love. That's another one who's like, if I ever caught her, it's on and popping. Nikita Knight is crazy. But like like I said, the, that list is crazy. Are there any performers in the business that you look up to or that their career trajectory inspires you in what you're trying to do in the business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um for and it's for different reasons. For most people, like I, I'm really in tune with a lot of, um, more the on the content creator side because I get to watch people do it on their own and and do it their way. But the person, I guess you could say, who inspired me to, like I, I modeled my sex game after. Period, was um, Justin Slayer. I don't know if people remember yeah, Justin Slayer from really? West Coast. That's that's my that's the goat to me. Justin Slayer is the goat. Like that's the dude who I was like when I was a fucking kid watching porn. I was like, if when I start having sex, that's how it's supposed to go. Like he was the blueprint for fucking for me. Mm-hmm. It was Justin Slayer. And then watching all of the the West Coast production videos and the Onion Booty and Fatty Girls, it was him. It was Nat Turner. It was fucking uh. Lex Steele. Yeah. It was like in all of that group of people. Jack that Napier. Came. Jack Napier. Mandingo. I can remember. Yes. It was it was all everybody but Mandingo, to be honest, because he kinda always was a little bit boring to me. Okay, kinda, there you the, go. Brian the, the Pumper. Dick did, the dick did the work for him. Brian Pumper was fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> I and to be honest, I hate Brian Pumper videos. It just <laughs> it's funny that you said that. Because his, his videos is always trash to me. But, I mean, <laughs> well, he was in that. He was that era. West yeah, Coast production. I mean, everybody but... that's seen West Coast productions, I mean, you don't even have to hear the, the, the music. But, like, you think of the West yes. Coast production logo and you hear the music. Yeah, and but he yeah he was he's a goat in his own right too. It's just just not one of my favorites. But it's just like yeah, <laughs> no. That, I, but that, I will that say era, this: just just to, 
just to interject really quick, now it makes complete sense when you say intense as your style because that was Justin Slayer, especially during his heyday when yeah, you know he was shooting a lot of content for WCP. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that's it. so if you if you if you up on Justin Slayer, if you know about him, then I am I would say I'm a direct descendant of that. Like I got my style from that dude, from that, those videos, from that. That that was that's me. That's the type of shit that I try to recreate. That's what I'm doing in my mind when I'm making content. That's what's happening in my head. So, yeah, man. Like that is so. As far as that. Oh, and that further went into other than him. My other, I guess you could say, a hero would be fucking uh. Prince Yashua. Those are the two. Like Prince oh, Yashua. Nice. Yeah, he's awesome. From the same cities, from Chicago yes. as well. So like these are the 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 Mount Rushmore guys for me. Like these are the ones is like fucking make these dudes statues ASAP. Prince is awesome. I've interviewed Prince many times and he's always just fantastic as an interview. Like yeah, Prince is Prince is that guy. Like yes. I, at one point it was like that'll be another thing. Once he, I tweeted, well he, you know, had a, a decent little interaction with me. Told me my content was dope. I was like, oh yeah, well fuck everybody else. I don't need any other validation. Like one of my heroes said my shit is fire. Oh, I'm good now. So that was that was crazy to me. Very nice. Would you ever do a threesome scene with him? Like, would that be something you'd want to do? Since... Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> what? That's would you do a <laughs> would any rapper want to do a collaboration with Jay Z or Lil Wayne? Hell yeah, they would. E- either yes. All right, let's let's manifest a DP. Put, <laughs> put put it out there. I mean, I would. Hell yeah, bro. I that I would just to get some absorb. You know, have you ever heard of something called the rub? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, just to get the rub, like being in that space, in the working space with him and seeing how he operates and is like taking what I can away and building on that shit. Like, hell yeah, I would do that. And I fucking, I would do that shit for free. <laughs> All right, Prince, if you're listening, you got a scene partner. We just got to find the right female talent. And I feel like Magic knows some people. I'm just saying. Well, I'm sure Prince knows a whole bunch of people as I well. I was about to say, fucking yeah. Prince knows everybody. And who's going to say no to that scene? Like, exactly. All right. So uh, still focusing on the industry and being a performer, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn performers, porn stars, adult entertainers that you would like to dispel? One, that we are, I guess, you know, the the stigma on hoes or people who have sex frequently or just anybody is that we are dirty or unsafe or unclean. It's like, bro, we get tested more than anybody that you fucking know. Like we, I, I get more, my blood drawing so fucking much. It's ridiculous. Like the, the people who say this type of shit don't, can't tell you the last time they've been tested for anything, you know? So that's the number one thing that kind of irritates me is that you know it's uh, somehow it's unsafe that's the thing that we're unsafe two is that we are literally fucking machines like that we do this shit all day every day every time you know (laughs) more so for the more so for the women because i witnessed it like i see it so much is that that all every time they see any penis they just gotta put it in their mouth they just gotta fuck somebody right now like 
that shit is, is hilarious to me. It's like, please stop doing that. And, you know, as far as people don't like this shit is work, man. People think it's not work. This shit is work. That's the third and fine. Like, that's probably the second biggest one. Like, bro, this shit is work. We work hard to produce this stuff for y'all. It's 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 legit a job. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like I said, people think that it's 20 minutes of fucking some super hot chick that you, you know, of your dream. Like, man, look, if you only knew that this shit is, is scripted damn near sometimes, you know, and the way it goes, we were here for six hours trying to get this, this 20 minutes for y'all to look the way it needs to look and to go the way it needs to go. So shout out to all of my, 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 uh, co-hosts because this shit is real. We put in work for this. To go back to your first point, I always find it fascinating, and maybe it's because I've been interviewing performers for way too long. You know, I know about the industry and that sort of thing, so I know that, you know, testing is, you know, it's it's a thing. I mean, if you do not show, if you show up, I should say, to a scene and you do not have a test, a, a recent test, you're not getting the scene. Like they'll call somebody else because there's another dick out there that will fill in for you so in a heartbeat like bro, heartbeat. i don't you won't even get the address yeah like I, it's in situations like they won't even send you the address until you prove that you have your you know recent test results so fuck that you won't get the scene you won't get the you don't know where it is exactly Hell yeah you will get replaced performers are tested way more than the average person like listener you that are listening right now that have downloaded this you know <laughs> magic is tested way more than you yeah uh it yeah and uh well i want to ask i mean because this i mean this might be an interesting thing for the listeners to know um i mean it's not to say i mean the performers are tested i mean on occasion performers do catch stis and that sort of thing have you caught an sti while working in the industry like i am so happy to say that i have been able to avoid that shit like Cause I've seen how, like I had a scare before and it was like, Oh my God. Like just that fear of thinking you do is, was enough for me. So I can say like, I'm <laughs> been so happy and blessed to say, no, I've been able to avoid that shit. Oh man. But it's, it's scary than a motherfucker. I believe that. And I, and I'm glad you said that because I mean, it just goes to show that the testing is so intense that in all the scenes that you've done and all the work that you've done and all the condomless sex that you've done that you've had on camera i mean you just barely had a scare but you haven't caught anything so it just goes to show that the testing works yeah the testing works is you know it's the testing works is when people People yes. are the are the thing. You get what I'm saying? Like people True. there are some people who feel like uh a fresh test is a is a basically get out of jail free card. You free to fuck anybody. And it's like, nah, brother, that's not how that works. Or any you, you know, you have sex with your significant other and you don't know what the fuck your significant other has been doing. So it might not even be you. It might be them. So and it's it, it gets it, it can get real, real tricky sometimes with the way that shit works. But no. Is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy? Um. Yeah, I say that, but uh, it's fucked up because it applies to pretty much everything. Um, 
especially in the climate that we're in as far as social media, how social media dominates, there are people who, I guess you can say, might rub others the wrong way, a certain way, have a certain point of view that's not popular or, you know, anybody, anything like that. And it's very clicky, especially in the content creator world. It's very, very, very clicky. And I've seen it happen to others. Like I've seen people get quote unquote canceled or just shut out from working with the the possibility of working with certain people based off of the way that somebody else may have felt about them. We're not even talking about the facts because when you introduce some facts, facts are facts. And then you can do with those when you will. But one person's opinion can influence, you know, a large group of people's opinions. And especially on something like Twitter, if you see something, uh, you see somebody tweet that they were harmed in any way, whether it be mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, if they feel like something went a certain way, all of the responses that you're going to see on that thread are people responding to that. Not at like, you know, not actually questioning what happened or not knowing what happened. All they're going to know is they're going to respond to what they just saw. This person did this to this person or made them feel like this. All you're going to see is, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. Oh, my God, you shouldn't. That shouldn't have never happened. Blah, blah, blah. You don't know the full story. And based off of that. Whoever this other person is in question can get fucking shunned and canceled and miss out on work and opportunities. And you don't know exactly what happened because some person. Yeah. Because one person felt a way, not that something was actually done to them, but because they feel like another person may have had ill intent or feels like they handled it differently that shit will fuck up a lot of persons like somebody else's bag and will fuck their career up and fuck their standing up. And it's like, bro, that shit is, that's my least favorite thing is as it's real, real high schooly and real clicky. Like I've seen it happen. Uh, I've seen it to where it's happened both ways, men and women. I've been involved in something like it was a group of young ladies that uh, they were holding uh, one of the spaces on Twitter and they were talking about that very thing. Like if somebody wrong, one of y'all speak up and we'll cancel them just like that. It was, just, and it, it mind you, it's hundreds of people in this. And most of these are fairly popular content creators. Right. And so me being the stand up guy that I am, cause I, I take pride in having a good standing and being professional and making sure everybody is comfortable and all of that. And I asked, I'm like, okay, well, this is my name. Has have I ever wronged anyone? I would like to know so I can set shit right. So I can, you know, if I if I've done this in, unintentionally, I can make it right. And two of the th- and the girls were like, "Yeah, I got him blocked." And it was like, "Well, what did he do?" I don't even know. So and and one the leader of the group was like, "Well, two girls have him blocked. So if a third one comes through and says something, then we just gonna cancel that." And it was like, "Okay, well, what did he do?" Somebody asked, "Well, what did he do?" Nobody could remember. Nobody could tell me what I did. But it was like I was one person, one person's opinion away from, you know, potentially missing out on working with somebody else or missing out on money. For real, for real, we're going to keep it a keep it a thousand missing out on money. And it's like, wait, 
So y'all mean to tell me I was unaware that I was one person's opinion away from getting fucking canceled and nobody can say what I did. Nobody knows. Nobody remembers. So how I, how many people have fallen victim to that shit like that y'all did get rid of and nobody can <laughs> and it's fucked up. So like that's my least favorite thing right there is that that type of that hive. Uh, I, I can't remember Mentality. the name of that. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the animal, but it's these little rodents that if one of them runs off a fucking cliff, the other ones will just follow them, and it'll just see droves of them falling off of a cliff after a while, and none of them will, like, think, like, that's a cliff right there. They'll just keep following the one in front of them. So it's kind of, that shit is crazy to me. So that's, that's hands down my least favorite part. Yeah, shout out to the lemmings. That's the animal. Lemmings. That's what I always think about lemur. I can never get fucking lemmings. But I know a lemur is a monkey. I can never get the word right. Wait, is a lemur a monkey? Yeah, man. King Julian is a lemur. Okay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. She was right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) Okay. Um. All right. Okay. Well, what you're saying (laughs) is true. And I think the problem with the industry at the moment is the fact that, I mean, we live in an era when, you know, the Me Too movement is incredibly important. You know, women have felt that, you know, they've been too scared to come out and to discuss certain situations because of ramifications and that sort of thing. So, unfortunately, the porn industry hasn't really created any sort of um, like backbone type of situation to where they have the resources to handle things like that. I mean, let's be real. The porn industry doesn't really have the resources to handle the racism in the porn industry. There isn't a union in the porn industry. There isn't really like HR, you know, human resources that people can go to to discuss the certain things. I mean, you can go to a director, you can go to a producer, you can talk to your agent about it, but there really isn't a sort of main venue where people can go and discuss certain things, where there can be investigations to see if things really are going down the way people are saying things are going down. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't some sort of accountability structure that's in the industry like there is in the mainstream entertainment industry, you know, where there are unions and that sort of thing. And people can go and complain about, you know, whatever happened on a set and they can investigate it and see if it's true. Unfortunately, performers have social media and that's where things can go left really quick. Because as Mm -hmm. you said, sometimes it might just be, you know, a feeling someone had but if they don't express it, then is the other performer at fault? Uh, but but there are other cases where things actually did happen. And, you know, many people sort of come out and basically say the same thing. And unfortunately, the only means that performers have to express that really is social media. I mean, I know that there is there is sort of like a nonprofit that's trying to do something about it, but it isn't real. I mean, I don't feel like there is a strong presence in the industry where performers feel comfortable going there and knowing that there will be a proper investigation. Uh, unfortunately, it really all is sort of rumors and conjecture and, uh, and allegations. Yeah. 
it's it's fucked up both ways, to be honest. Like you you nail on the motherfucking head. Is that's so true. Like, and that's another, you know, sad thing is that a lot of people get away with a lot of shit that they shouldn't. But it's like as far as that, that I think that goes in every type of entertainment, to be honest. Like that's it's a that's just a fucked up fact that that happens in every aspect, whether it's music, movies, mainstream, anything. You know, that's it, that that part right there, and the fact that we are pretty much on our own. You get me? Like we are. It's like that's that's pretty fucked up. It's just that it bothers me. Like I, I love the fact that we have a voice. Don't get me wrong. Like that's actually fire because we do have to protect each other. It's just that when it doesn't. It's not a thing of protection. It's a thing of preference. Because I've seen people do this to one another for like reasons that aren't safety related, that aren't like violation related. Like people will like, and I mean girl girls, men like girls will fuck over other girls and cast the other girls out and throw dirt on their names and all type of weird shit. Like for personal reasons. And it's, it doesn't have anything to do with business. It doesn't have anything to do with a safe workspace or a safe environment or anything like that. Like people just is people just fuck each other over from time to time. And that's the bad part. It's just that now when you have a bigger voice, when you say that somebody else is not deserving or is cast out, whether, you know, people won't even ask, well, why? Because they're scared to be the next one to get cast out. That's my thing. You get me? And it's it's just a it's kind of fucked up, period. Like I said, that's my least favorite part about all of it. Is that that hive mentality. And that goes not just for female performers, that goes for male performers too. Like just if people would fucking get their shit together, none of it would be a thing. You know, I wish that part, that's the only part that I would say. Well, I, I, if I had to pick one thing, that's the thing that I would say. We can go ahead and get rid of that shit. We can we can knock we can nix that. But you're right, though. As a black male performer in the industry, have you ever experienced any racism, discrimination, any microaggressions directed at you? Yep. Well, you know what? I won't even say directed at me. Um, But one of the companies that I was booked for like one of the producers, like I had worked with this crew. I had been booked with that group like three times already to the point where I showed up and they was just like, oh yeah, go ahead, man. Go, go kick it. Go chill. We don't even, we, we not doing this shit. We still setting up. It was, it was a very relaxed experience because I had worked with that particular crew like three times. So I had already seen them and knew them by name at this point. And it's like, so I'm like, man, how the fuck do I get uh, this type of scene? And they were telling me, one of the guys told me, he was like, bro, look, this company doesn't book interracial. Like, if you look at the porn uh, definition of interracial, it only applies if the fucking black guy, if if the male talent is black. Yeah. I don't think listeners know that. It it boggles (laughs) my mind that in the porn industry, 
interracial means black, black man, man on white white woman. woman. That's what that shit. That's means. it. It doesn't matter. You know, you could. It could be a black woman with an Asian man, a black woman Not with a Latino Latin. man, yeah. a Latina woman with uh, an Asian man or with a white man. That's not interracial, even though in the real world, when That's it's one race <laughs> and another race having sex, it's interracial. In the porn industry, it's a black man and a white woman, and that's it. That's it. And that, it, not even a black woman and white male. It only literally applies to black male, white woman. And so the dude, like, and, and I was on, like, I'm watching a scene happen with Latinas and a white guy, and they're like, yeah, this company doesn't fuck with interracial. They don't do interracial at all. They'll only do black performers if it's a black girl and a white dude. They don't do interracial because they rarely do ebony porn, which is, you know, black on black. They rarely do that. So which, I mean, let's also a, be real. The industry rarely does that, period. Yeah. That's which why you had companies fucking, that's why you have West Coast Productions. That, like, there is a few that have, that's still rocking, like uh, Javon Jordan still does a lot of, you know, black female talent so shout out to him like it's still people that do it correct get the chance to direct but for the most part oh yeah you're definitely gonna see uh certain faces you know certain people from certain backgrounds Mm -hmm. i'll say that you know i'm saying like but it is what it is at the end of the day like that's why we have the ability to create our own shit because it's you know people will clearly people watch this shit people love black performers people love black porn people you know so we we don't have to depend on them to do that shit but that's the first time i seen it and i was like shocked when i heard that when i heard that it only that uh fucking interracial only means black man and white woman i was like wait that don't fucking make sense and the fact that the dude was telling me like on some honesty, he was like, bro, they don't do that shit. Like it only, they don't even shoot it. It only applies this way. And the only way that they will book you is for this. And they really ain't booking that right now. So it was just like, well, damn, like that's, so that's how y'all coming. Like I thought that there was plenty of black people that wanted to see black talent on this website, but it was just like, either they, you know, I, they know something I don't know. Or they just like, fuck it. That's not what we doing. So um, that was the first, really the only time I saw something like that. And it was just like, whoa. Like it, it shocked the shit out of me. But that was that was really the only time because other than that, I've if you you know seen my any of my work, I work with every fucking body, man. Mm-hmm. I I work with pretty much everybody. Well, let's talk about you working with everybody. Tell me about <laughs> your OnlyFans. Tell me about uh, what type of content the listeners can expect to see on your OnlyFans. I've seen it. It's good stuff, listeners. So sign up. I'm just saying. It's got the Papi Chulo seal of approval. But tell hey. me tell me about it. Well, not tell me. Tell the listeners about what they can expect to see on your OnlyFans. Well, my OnlyFans in particular is all solo content. You know, like I... Uh, it, it's uh, the way I was introduced, the Lord of the Cock Rings. That's my thing. I We're going to talk a, about uh, that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I do a lot of solos, mainly, well, only solo content on my OnlyFans. It's all me. I, you know, I test for a lot of toy companies, so I have a lot of the uh, the 
what's the the pocket pussies and the big the sex dolls they send them mm-hmm. to me to test and use and make content for them so that's where you see all of that shit at you won't see that anywhere but on my only fans so it's it's a, it's a pretty good time man <laughs> i just just me and my toys that's what's up and well also i will say what you're what you've done recently which is fascinating because you got a green screen Hey, and you, <laughs> you did something that I was like, this is fascinating because you would think that other performers would do it because it's so unique. But but maybe because it's so unique, maybe that's why no mm-hmm. one else has done it. But yeah. you have used your green screen to film yourself jerking off to your own porn. There you go. Nothing beats your own porn, man. Nothing, nothing <laughs> that, that makes you turn like your own shit. That's and yeah, that's I, I just recently came up with that because I I do the I'm a gamer as well. I've just recently you know so I've been a gamer all my life, but I've just recently really got into the streaming and the you know making the video content for my gaming. So it's like I got all of these lights and I got all of this shit already, and it was like hmm, how could I promote my own videos? Because remind mind you, I don't feature other performers on my OnlyFans. It's just me. So it's like, okay, so how can I keep this shit going without them getting tired of seeing me with the fucking toys and, and all of that stuff? Like, it's some days where I don't feel like lugging out this 80-pound fucking sex doll and <laughs> doing the maintenance and setting up and the cleanup. It's like, sometimes you just want to jerk off. Like, sometimes you just want to bust a nut. And it's like, you know what? My favorite shit to nut to is my shit. Oh, boy. So now I can get my fans to watch my porn with me and watch me jerk off to my porn with me. You can't beat that shit. Like, I figured that was genius. And it's like, once I figured out how to do it, because I had a few blunder test runs, once I figured out how to do that shit, it's like, oh, I'm never stopped doing this. This is going to happen forever and ever now. Now let's but talk I'm about glad, I'm glad nobody else figured it out yet. Hopefully they don't fucking catch on. Don't bite my style. Well, you know, fuck it. You can do it, man. It's, it's, <laughs> Do your thing. Just give me some fucking credit. Exactly. Trendsetter right here. Let's talk about the Lord of the Cock Rings. First of all, much like Magic Montana, a fantastic uh, phrase. Like, I'm surprised, (laughs) you know, much like the whole green screen situation and jerking off to your own porno, I'm surprised no one has ever called themselves the Lord of the Cock Rings. But you my friend, are the Lord of the Cock Rings. Explain to the listeners your your appreciation of Cock Rings and where this came from and, and why you decided to incorporate that into your OnlyFans. Well, um, for one, I love using them in my personal life, period. Like once I, I fucked around and got one of them as like a little side gift, I believe, with another toy it just it was you know, like a very simple basic little silicone ring that came with that shit and i never understood what the fuck they did and i used it and was like holy shit like this is like taking viagra without taking viagra like i had never at that point i had never had a fucking erection that hard in my life like ever it was it was comical like i literally have videos i I shot a scene and the first time i wore it 
And my dick was so hard, I was like just hitting it up against objects in the room, in the hotel room. Like this shit is ridiculous right now. Like this is it feels heavy. Like what is happening? Like this is what these things do, and they sell these motherfuckers everywhere. Like this thing was like three dollars, or it was like free. It came with some other shit that I paid for. It's like oh no, now I have to see. I got to do some exploring. I got to see what's up with this. I got to tell everybody because I don't think they know. Like I think people is like low key scared of them or they just don't know what these things actually do so it's like okay well fuck it i'm gonna rock them i started rocking them and i think it's because in the mainstream in mainstream porn you really don't see people doing it because they want to give the illusion that this is all natural and it's real and this is just the male talent not telling you that all the fucking male talent are all on sexual stimulants they're all on like to, to do what we do at the rate that we do it like bro it's it's not natural there's no way your dick is gonna stay hard for six hours like just because you're that gassed up like it's it doesn't work that way so it's like that's what people are taking people are pop taking the the, the supplements and all of that it was just like for me and people are scared the illusion that they are inadequate i think that's the biggest thing that people weren't really a lot of guys weren't fucking with the cock rings because they, they get it gives them the uh, the appearance that they can't keep keep a hard on without and it's like little do you know these motherfucking things heighten sensation like the, the favorite thing for me about them is it's like the, it's a two-in-one they give you a harder erection because they keep the blood in your fucking penis they keep the blood in your dick so your dick stays hard like but hard like if the harder you get the more the ring works. So it's kind of just like one hand washing the other. Like that shit is crazy. The harder you get, the the, the harder you get, if that makes sense. The more excited you are, the harder you get. And then because there's so much fucking blood on the surface, your nerve endings get more sensitive. So imagine having a harder dick than you've ever had in your life and being able to feel more than you've ever felt while having sex. Like that shit, can't you can't really beat that with a stick as far as i'm concerned that shit was amazing to me it's like oh yeah i need i need all of them i started buying every motherfucking cock ring i can find i got different shapes sizes glow in the dark vibrating ones ones that make your balls stick out a certain way like i i went crazy and after a while people started dming me like hey man do those really work like other performers and regular guys was like yo do, do those work like what the fuck do they do like they were you could tell they like were a little scared to ask because nobody has ever glorified them and i'm like man look i am a <laughs> a conquering advocate all day and i would just post my collection of them like i got like 15 or 20 just black ones alone like not even another color just black ones so i would post those sometimes i would post uh you know just just everything that i could revolving and glorifying those and one day it just came up and I was like, I want a gold one. Like, I wonder if they have a gold one that would be big enough. That's like a dual ring. I would be like the Lord of the cock rings. Well, that's my new name on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. And and it just, I stuck, it just, I just left it there. I was like, you know what? That's going to stay there for That's going to stay there because that's my shit. Like if you see, my videos, damn near every video, unless I'm being paid, 
and it's like a, a hard requirement like man i know we can't do the coverings this time it's like okay cool i'll still get the job done but if you see me i'll say a good seven times out of ten you're gonna see a cop ring too and now i got other performers okay with wearing them in their scenes now you know so it's like i'm happy about that some more trendsetting shit i guess you could say I'm happy about that, that I was able to come and shed some light on something that ultimately made things better for other people that, you know, wouldn't have known about it otherwise. But that's that's where the name came from. It's just like, I feel like I made this shit cool. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I made wearing cock rings in the scenes, not just wearing them in your personal life, like actually putting the bitches on and rocking out with them in the scene. I feel like I, I made that a little bit more cool and I'm I take pride in that. So I'm definitely the Lord of the Cop Ring. Very nice. So we've been discussing your OnlyFans content. Let's talk about some of the other websites where the listeners can find your content. You've got content on many vids. You've got it on Pornhub, on X videos. Uh, clearly, the OnlyFans, as you mentioned, is for the solo stuff. Uh, although I do know, I did see that there are clips, like short clips of, uh, with, with, as you mentioned, the sex toys, where you're watching your porn, but the other sites are focused more on the hardcore content. Yeah. Talk to me about the fire hardcore content that you upload on the other sites. Yeah, well, it's um pretty much the way that I wanted to do it, or the way that it actually happened. I used to post um boy girl content to my only fans but one they became really strict with their i guess you could say the forms and the paperwork and all of that and it was just like a point in time where it was like one scene that i didn't have i couldn't produce the fucking paperwork because i got it i you know procured it on an app and that app crashed so i couldn't access any of my stuff like any of the documents that i had on that app so they froze my entire page because it was like, okay, you don't have paperwork for this scene. Now we need to see paperwork for everything. And they froze everything. And it was like, okay, well, your account is like suspended. But in order, you have to, it, it was something weird where you have to delete so much of your content, but you have to have a minimum of it up in order to post again. And it was like, wait, I can't do either of those. Like you telling me that I can't have this much content up, but I can't delete this much content at a time like you have to delete like one video every week or some shit like that and it's like bro i got like 100 videos up here and most of which i do have the paperwork but you telling me i can't really do nothing so it just froze my whole shit and it was like all right well that's it for that but um it's like for everything else i like uh i'm lazy bro <laughs> well the way only fans works if you want to like post something to your wall, that's fine. But it's like, if I'm posting full videos with other performers to my wall, I'm gonna charge you motherfuckers for it. Like if, if it's, it's going to be just there for you to see, like if somebody new comes in and let's say I charge 50 bucks a month for this, if you're getting hundreds of videos and, and you can just scroll and see them at will. Right. If I charge that amount, that means the people, that have been waiting in line kind of get gypped because they paid $50 this month. They paid 50 last month. They paid 50 the month before that. And then somebody new could just pay 50 one time and see everything from that point on. I was like, okay, that's kind of unfair. So I'm not going to do that. And then you have the DM situation. A lot of people sell their content through uh, mass messages. 
And it's like, all right, I can send this message out to these people. But then every time I get a new person, I'm going to have to send that same message out because they're going to come. If I promote a new video, they're going to come from Twitter or come from wherever. Like, who? I heard you got this video. Can I see it? And it's like, well, fuck. I have to constantly send this video out to every new subscriber. I'm way too fucking lazy for that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't mind me posting videos of myself to the wall because it's an unlimited resource. I can make this video over and over as long as I have my dick. That's fine. I can continually do that and offer new things for, you know, the people, the vets who have been sticking with me for a while. So it was like, all right, these other tube sites or, or pay uh, store sites, it was like, all right, I can post this shit one time and everybody who wants it can then come and click it and buy it. I don't have to sell it to you hand in hand. I don't have to tell you, hey, you know, I got a new scene with this person. It's right here. I'm going to sell it to you. It's like, no, you see that scene on the shelf? Go pick it up, put it in your cart and buy it. Easy work. And it's like, I can do that so much faster. I can make all of the content that I need to make. And then people can, you know, see what they want put it in the car, buy it, man. So that's why I went with the mini vids and X videos and Pornhub over uh, OnlyFans for my boy-girl boy, content because, like, for real, it was just a matter of ease. Like, it's so much easier to sell the content there. Like, they take a fat-ass percentage, but, you know, they do some. Uh, they do most of the work for me, so can't complain. Everybody got to get paid. How often do you put out new content on the various avenues that uh, that you release things? So how often do you release solo content? How often do you release new uh, boy-girl hardcore content? Well, I try to release content every Friday as far as boy-girl content, like to the sites, to the X videos, to mini vids. I try to upload weekly for the uh, solo content, it could be a little bit different only because if I know I have a boy girl shoot, that means, you know, those take precedent because hey, I get paid for those on the spot. I don't have to wait <laughs> for anything on those. I get paid to perform on those, which is how we actually, how I make a majority, you know, how I've been able to make my career is as a performer, not as a content creator, but I do create my own content. So it's kind of, you know, just trying to balance it. As far as the solo content, I'm not going to lie. I should be doing it more, but I also try to keep a weekly thing going when I'm not, you know, as active uh, with boy-girl content. It's just that shit, I'm always active with boy-girl content. So it's like, it's it's few and f it's, it's a little less than it should be, but that's why I don't charge much. And it's like, look, I don't, I don't charge a... I'm not selling people the messages like, look, all of this shit is up there for all of y'all to enjoy as soon as it drops, man. Go crazy on it. And it'll stay there for you to come back to. So now it's time for the big question, a question that a lot of your hardcore fans might be curious to know. How much is Magic packing? That would be a solid eight with the curve. So you got to you account for the curve, add about another two or three in there. Okay, there you go. So yeah, it's yep, it's this is a, a little decent eight, little, little eight piece. But yeah, I gotta say this: the curve is the magic part, man. You can't account that that curve is astronomical. You can't measure that curve. <laughs> it defies the laws of physics. There you go. Yes, especially with the cock ring. Oh no, that's a different thing. <laughs> that, that's 
that's a that that adds that adds girth and texture. You can't like what girth and texture with the ring over with. You there nobody you survive, nobody survives the ring. <laughs> but that's why I always wear the motherfuckers. It's, it's a different thing. Like if you thought the curve was something, oh wait till I strap these strap this silicone band around my balls. Now we partying. <laughs> there you go. Now let's talk about the pop shots. Do you do anything in particular to maintain, you know, a decent cum shot for your scene? Um, just recently, to be honest, I've started, uh, you know, venturing out with different supplements just to see if there's a difference, because honestly, that's where I make my money. Um, the, the mad, the money shot, like that's, that's the, that's the, without that, you don't have a scene for real, for real. But my shots are, you know, I would like to say if I could toot my own horn, I, I think I got some of the best ones out, period, like mainstream or not. Um, but that's how I make my money. So it was like, OK, let's see if I could somehow make these better or, you know, what I can do to be different. So I've started to experiment with different supplements. Um, it's I saw some shit on like one of the tube sites called Semen X. I started experimenting with that. That shit, I, I think it, you know, I think it worked. That was dope. I experimented with uh with Vigor Labs. They have a few different supplements. I'm currently currently trying out to see if there's if there's a difference. So that's I think so far that would be it. I just recently started because before that, uh it's all about diet. It was, you know, a lot of fruit. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fruit. A lot of fruit and water. Like on my shoot days, or if I know I'm shooting the next day, I won't eat. I'll only eat water and fruit. So that shit <clears throat> has always seemed to to do well for me. But that's about it, bro. <clears throat> it's about the diet, honestly. Like I don't eat a lot of bullshit. I don't smoke. I don't really drink. Like I might smoke a little weed, but I don't, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do cigars. Like I said, I don't really drink at all. So that that was it. A lot of fruit water and fucking body armor and coconut water. So that's the main ingredient, I guess, because I drink body armors a lot. That's my day. That's like my regiment for real. Smoothie. Like if I know if I'm shooting today, it'll be a smoothie in the morning, probably a citrus smoothie, mangoes, strawberries, and oranges. I have fucking coconut water instead of juice or anything like that and just snack on fruit watermelon that's about it bro i'm a fruit bat that's all it is and now i'm adding that adding the uh the supplements to that to see if there's a difference mm-hmm. but that's about it man just fruits and water bro and a, a decent diet don't eat bullshit don't <laughs> don't fucking go out and get drunk the night before you shoot or drink anything period if you know you got to shoot that's that's a clean system clean money shot as far as i'm concerned i think that's the way it goes for me even if it is not the way it goes as far as facts that's what i believe god damn it in a scene where's your favorite place to shoot your load where do you like to leave the money shot cream pies you're a in baker case, in case y'all didn't know i am the cream team captain like I, there you I, go I, like that's the, that was another name that i had i actually have cream team merchandise <laughs> that a few of my uh you know female partners have worn and and bought and supported the you know the movement but i have a i actually have a uh a series based 
you know, solely on cream pies. It's called the cream team. I have a series of videos for that as well. I think I'm up to like volume eight on the cream team series. So shout out to all of the ladies who joined the cream team. But no, I'm the cream team captain, man. Is cream pies are amazing. But other than that shit, let, I never really can fucking control where it goes anyway. Like I will aim for a chick's like stomach and that shit will fly right over her head. It happens very, very often. So right. I never, I never have to, have to say anything. Man, look, I tried. <laughs> like, I, it, the only way I can aim that shit is if I am point blank range, like an uh, inch away from your face, pointing right at your nose. Because if you tilt your head back, it's flying over your head every time. That's it, it's hilarious. It's the curve. It that too. It's, it's the, the curve, curve, and that shit is projectile, man. Like yes. I have several. Vi- Actually, you know, I'm glad that you said that. I have a video releasing tonight at midnight featuring Brina Scarlet. Where she, you know, I got ready to give her a facial and that shit shit shot right over her. And like, I basically repainted her headboard of her bed for like, if you go to my Twitter, yeah, if you go to my Twitter right now, I believe that screenshot, that little behind the scenes post is, is, is currently up. If you look close, you can see like I made a mess of the headboard more than I did of her. That shit shot right past her. Hilarious. That's too, too fucking much. All right, let's shift away from the porn stuff and let's chat a little bit more about you. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Magic Montana. Something quirky. Um, well, I already said I'm a, I am, you know, I'm a comic, I'm a, a video game nerd. I'm a horror film nerd. I love movies. That's like my favorite thing. Like a good movie is the shit. But other than that, I'm a big ass video game head. Like I am a gamer, hardcore gamer through and through every different type of game. I play fucking sports games, first person shooter games. Uh, like I, I just recently did a, a series on my YouTube on Gotham Knights. Was overly excited about that shit. So a, a lot. Like I do that. <clears throat> other than that, I'm. You know, real heavy into martial arts. Like people don't know that either. Like I was a mixed martial artist for for some years. Did Muay Thai kickboxing. Just a lot of sports shit. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Um, I'm married. That's another thing a lot of people may not know about me. Like I am happily married. Uh, going on a year in will be a year in March. So I guess Very I'm newly awesome. married. Yeah. Congrats on getting close to a year. Yeah, man. Wouldn't trade it for nothing. So it's awesome. Shout out to my wife. (laughs) And, uh, well, I guess clearly uh, there's no issues with you being a performer. There are, uh, I was, I was in the industry before, you know, me and my, yeah. So she knew exactly what she was getting into. She actually used to like send me money and subscribe, like buy videos from my fucking Snapchat. <laughs> so that's funny as hell, actually. That's but, what that's what you call a down ass chick. Yeah, man, wouldn't trade her for nothing. Like that's yeah, that's my heart. Very nice. It's um, like I forgot the question. I'm not gonna lie. I was about. To <laughs> well, no, no, no. It was just following <laughs> up on because uh, I did not know you were married. So yeah, uh, yeah. So and and I'm sure the listeners are probably curious, like. How married is she in the industry? Well, I guess she's not. So is she nah. fine with it? And, and clearly, if she knew 
you were doing this before, and clearly if you're still doing it now, then she must be your ride or die. Oh, without a doubt. But it's there's um I try to tell people because it's a lot of people in the industry that ask me about that shit. Like the ones who know me and get to talk to me, you know, I've worked with multiple times or just see more often. They always ask, like, bro, how the fuck does that work? Like, how do you find somebody and do this shit? And it's like, first of all, you got to be fucking lucky. That's the number one thing. Like, just like with my career, you have to be, you have to have an immense amount of luck, first and foremost. Like, it, or it's not even luck. At this point, I call it a blessing. Like, it's nothing to do with luck. Like, this is a blessing because it's a necessity for me at this point. But it's like, there's boundaries. You have to communicate. You have to be able to communicate. And of course, it's not just like a free for all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put my wife first in everything I do. I don't, I don't say me or I it's a we situation it's not a me situation anymore it's a we so you know I I show her the respect as if she's in the room at all times and I think that's a big difference for a lot of people like a lot of people think that they uh they get a pass to do certain shit outside of the parameters of working you know what I mean like when I get booked I show up, I'm cordial, I'm nice, I do my job, and I take my ass back home. That's another thing. My my personal temperament or my personal preference, I would rather be at home with my wife anyway. I think that's the big thing. A lot of people think this shit is a, is a free pass to go and have sex with other, other people, and they treat it as that. Like, they treat it like it's a fucking hall pass, and for me, it's not, because at the end of the day, I prefer my wife over anything. Like, I tell people, I say this shit all the time. I actually just tweeted that, too. Like, bro, if I could tweet the videos that is in my cell phone camera roll, I, you wouldn't see me anymore. I would be fucking my wife and making content all fucking day. That's all I would be doing and making money off of it. You would see me outside because I'm on vacation. But that would be the start of my retirement, to be honest. If my wife decided that she decided she wanted to be on camera with me, it's over with. Like I'm I'm that's that's all I'm gonna do now. I don't need anything else. So it's I think that plays a huge part in it, is the fact that I'm like 10 toes down 100% devoted to my wife and my marriage like it's my preference a lot of people are married but they got other shit that they'd rather be doing in certain instances you get what I'm saying especially dudes like she's an alien for even allowing me to like to be okay with this shit but she Mm -hmm. has certain boundaries and certain rules and like I respect those rules and those boundaries to the utmost so as long as I'm doing that she she's never given me any problems as long as i make her feel like she's you know the importance that's all it that's all it's been like that's and that's all it's ever going to be for real for real like long as i put her first and i i respect her like i respect myself it's it's she's never given me any issues and even when she does she has come forth with her issues or just little things that she's not feeling she don't got to repeat herself I do. I go out of my way to make sure that she feels whole and she feels content and she feels safe and secure. That's a big, a big thing. Making sure my wife feels secure in what I'm doing because the minute that shit changes, it's over with. All of it. You got bigger problems than this porn shit. And at the end of the day, I love my wife more than I love porn. So if this shit starts to affect my marriage, porn is over with. I'll go get a job. 
You know what I'm saying? I have other skills that I can fall back on. The minute that porn starts to impede on my real life, like the the minute that Magic Montana starts to interfere with Marshall's life, then now porn has to go. And that's it's like a simple, it's a simple cut and dry type type of thing for me. It's not like I'm not I'm not apprehensive about it. Like I could walk away from this shit and knowing that I got to keep my wife and I'm gonna be like, well shit, I won. What the fuck? That's a win for me. So I'm straight. And I think the most important thing out of everything that you just said that a lot of people fail to 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 really do, and not just if you're a performer, for any relationship, whether it's a romantic one or not, communication. And that's Back. clearly what you and your wife have done since day one. Communicate. Like, as you said, she communicates if she has any issues. You correct it. You course correct, you know, because of the love and the respect you have for her. I think a lot of people fail to realize how many people do not communicate properly and they don't express themselves and they just assume that people understand without conveying what you're trying to say. Uh, in any relationship, communication is the most important thing. Hands down. It's, it's not even close. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to the topic of hand, because because you, you threw me with that, because I had not, I did not know, so that was that was brand new information <laughs> for me. Uh, so my next question for you is: describe yourself in ten words or less. Holy shit! Uh, describe myself in ten words or less. Just, um, I would say, well, is this like a sentence, or am I just picking ten words that I think fit? <laughs> it's up to you. I let the, the interviewee be creative. Some people like to form a sentence. Some people will just say 10 descriptive words. Okay. All right. So I would say family first. Or, well, God first. Family second. You fall. You stand for nothing. You fall for anything. Boom. Now, as we start wrapping things up, Let's allow your fans to get to know some of your favorites. So this is a group of uh, pop culture oriented questions. The first one is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Oh, um, television shows, Martin, Fresh Prince, The Walking Dead, uh, shit, Game of Thrones, and hmm, <laughs> ridiculousness. <laughs> I had to give it a little bit of a mix of everything. There, yes. I love a good, like a good TV show is is fire to me. I love movies and TV and shit like that. So that's a little bit of every, like a little little trail mix of all of my different favorite types of TV shows. So I think that's a that's a pretty good one. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? All-time favorite music artists? Uh, I would say, this is going to sound super black, Jay-Z, Nas, Big Crit, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. What are three of your most favorite films? Um, Pulp Fiction, Blade Two, and Saw Two. 
What are two foods you can't live without? Oh my god. Uh, fucking potato in any form. Whether you mashed potatoes, french fries, goddamn a baked potato, hash browns, a potato, and food that I can't live without. Ooh. Can't live without potato. And <laughs> another one that's gonna sound super black. Uh, chicken, man. You got chicken with everything. You can do anything with chicken. So you got to be chicken and some type of potato. I like it. And uh, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Fucking hentai porn. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, man. You're a little perv. Yeah, not a little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, that shit, people don't know that hentai literally means pervert in Japanese. Oh, that's that's, I did not know yeah. that. That's the literal definition of it or translation. Yeah, my that's, wife speaks Japanese. Oh, that's. <laughs> and she's the one that told me. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Amazing. Do you enjoy the tentacles? You know what? Not so much the <laughs> tentacles. Okay. Like, I'm not really. My thing ain't that that's actually I, I love that's why it's a guilty pleasure because I love it and I hate it, right? Because on one half of it, you got the weird ogre, uh rapey, like I don't know what they is with what they got going on with that shit, but they are rapey as fuck in a lot of that, and that's the turn off. So it's like nah, I try to fast forward that shit or go away from those types, but like I'm not really big on the tentacle ogre demon rapey porn. <laughs> okay. There I is like a lot the, of that, yeah. Yeah. I I like the regular the the people hentai shit. I like that one. I don't like the tentacle rapey porn. Give me the regular people fucking. What are you currently binge watching? Um I am currently binging what's the name of it? Let me get it right. Let me get it right. It's called um, Jujutsu Kaisen. That's it's a it's an anime that me and my my wife have put me on that I'm I'm really fucking with. So and it's that's the only one that they have like where all of the episodes are already out. So I'm I'm really fucking with Jujutsu Kaisen right now. That's that's probably my favorite thing. Awesome. All right. So what is next? for Magic Montana. What can the listeners expect from you in the near future? Um just just improvement of quality, man. I'm I'm big on quality. I'm always trying to find new ways to not necessarily not not necessarily reinvent the wheel, but just to make that motherfucker a little smoother, man. Add, add something to it. You get me? Like um like you said the whole situation with the green screen. I ha- I never saw anybody do that or think to do that like i've saw people do a bunch of other things and you know like i saw somebody do like a street like the the parody porn and dressing up in costumes with the cosplay and all of that so it's like how can i take what they've already done and shit add add something to it like what can i bring to this to this uh, i guess you could say this culture this industry that it'll be better off because of it you know what I mean? Like, what can I do to help this shit out and to make myself stand out from the pack? So, you know, more more of that. I'm definitely going to try to work on more solos. I, I promise y'all, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, I fuck with y'all. I promise more content is coming. And like I say, just working on the, the quality, bigger and better shit. You know what I mean? Making it look better, making bigger moments, 
You know what I'm saying? Making shit, making moments to make you come. That's what I'm working on right now. That's what I'm trying to do. Next big thing we got going on is ABN is coming up in January. So I'm looking forward to getting out there, getting my feet back on the ground. I've uh, I made it my point, my business to stay a little bit more at home for the last two months. I needed a fucking break. I needed some time to chill and just get back right at, at the house at home. But we back outside and after this, man, it's, it's going up. So be, uh, be ready for ABN, y'all. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web? This is your chance to give all of your links, you know, from the adult stuff to the gaming stuff. Where can they find you all over the internet? Well, it's funny that you asked. Now, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Magic Montana. That's M-A-J-I-I-K. I know it's spelled weird, but that's how it's spelled. Magic Montana, the number three, the letter X. So Magic Montana 3X on Twitter. On Instagram, I actually have two. I have more of a safer work one, and I have, you know, me. So I have it's underscore the magic show underscore for my safer work one. And then you have Magic Montana 3X for uh, actually, no, I might be lying because that, that one got taken down. Let me tell you. Let me check my own goddamn Instagram because <laughs> they, they deleted me. Did you break Instagram? You didn't I, show up the cock that, ring on Instagram. Listen, they <laughs> say allegedly I have violated the terms, but yeah, I've gotten deleted like a billion times like that. So my <laughs> my Instagram is actually Montana Magic. So it's my name just flipped backwards. Same shit. Uh, you can find me, you can see all of my uh, content for purchase, my boy girl content at Magic Montana, the number three, the letter X dot minivids.com. That's the link directly to my store. You can search for me on X videos. Thank you. Please and thanks. Uh, I have free to view content there as well as content available for download, for purchase, for streaming. So you can check out all of the free videos as well as, you know what I'm saying, go ahead, get you something from the shop, buy something, please and thank you. Uh, and as well as Pornhub, same thing. I know nobody goes to Pornhub anymore after they kind of got in trouble, but it's still up there. Go ahead and view that shit, run those views up, comment, like, you know. So uh, Pornhub videos, mini vids, and OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Magic Montana, number three, letter X. So we out here, man. We're a little bit of everywhere. And YouTube, I'm also Magic Montana. You just search for me on YouTube. It's only one me, so that shit will pop right on up. I would imagine so. Very nice. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Thank you to everybody, you know, that continues to support. I fucking appreciate it more than I can ever express. It's literally a dream come true. It's like it's something I never thought that I would actually be able to to do. So this shit has literally been just, you know, it's like a dream for real, for real. So I appreciate every view, every like, every purchase, every time that somebody DMs me just to say that they were a fan of my work. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything. I appreciate all of it so motherfucking much. So just keep rocking with me, and we're going to keep growing and keep getting better. You know, and uh, just be on the lookout for more shit. Stay, stick with me. We're going we gonna to have some motherfucking fun, man. We're going to come a lot. A lot. Well, Magic, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. 
man. No, thank you for having me, bro. We've been we've been on this. Uh, this is a long time coming, man. For real, for real. Genuinely, yes. And uh, hopefully, we'll make it happen again, and much sooner than it took for us to do this one. Yeah, like shit. Next time, you know, and I'm 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 also speaking bigger things for you as well, man. Like, get these videos out here, bro. Get the get the video. I want to be the first video interview. I, I'm claiming that shit for myself too. I want to be the first video interview that you do. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I appreciate it. it. And listeners, also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Magic Montana and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, listeners. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.